Welcome to this special series of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast, hosted by me, Christina Simmons, your guide during this audio online retreat that is focused upon helping you become the saint God created you to be. This retreat will consist of us reading the book, Love Like a Saint, by Elizabeth M. Kelly, and will include a brief reflection and daily resolution designed to help you incorporate what we read into your daily life. So accompany me now as we take our next step on our journey towards holiness. Welcome to day four. We begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Oh God, grant me peace of mind so I may face with tranquility everything that this new day will bring. Help me entrust myself fully to your holy will. In every hour of this day, teach me and support me. Whatever news I may receive today, teach me to accept it with serenity and with firm conviction that everything is according to your holy will. In all my words and actions, guide my thoughts and feelings. In all unexpected events, do not let me forget that everything is sent by you. Teach me to deal sincerely and wisely with every member of my family, bringing confusion or sorrow to none. O Lord, Grant me strength to endure the weariness of the coming day and bear my part in all its passing events. Guide my will and teach me to pray, to believe, to hope, to endure, to forgive, and to love. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today we are continuing our journey with Andy Guignier. And today we read about From Little Tyrant. To little lamb. In the early 20th century before he'd married, Anne's father had served in the Chasseurs Alpins, an elite mountain infantry. He retired from military service to take up family life, but when World War I broke out, he re-enlisted. He was injured several times and had to return home to recuperate on two occasions. There, Anne, age four, served as nurse, bringing him books and fluffing his pillows with all the officiousness her family had come to expect from her. In February of 1915, the Count was injured so severely that he required surgery in a Lyon hospital. Anne's mother took her to visit him, and one wonders what influence such an experience, seeing so many wounded from war, may have had on little Anne. Once the Count was reasonably recovered, he courageously returned to war a fourth time, only to be mortally wounded on July 24, 1915. The news reached Anne's family four days later, and it was her mother who explained to Anne that her father was lost in war. <clears throat> His body would not be recovered by the family, only adding to the strangeness and confusion of his passing. Though she was only four, her father's death was a turning point for Anne. As she watched her mother grieve, a radical internal shift began to take place. She would never have expressed it this way, but it seemed she was falling in love with Jesus so profoundly and so compellingly that her short life would become a credible testimony to Jesus' statement in John's Gospel, quote, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, unquote. John chapter 14, verse 15. She began to approach her life with the simple genius that so often flourishes in children. Her biographer writes, Anne was a practical little soul. She realized now that to reach God we must please him, and to please him we must be good, 
and that the surest way for a little girl to be good is by pleasing her mother. So she set to work first of all to comfort her mother in every way she could. All day long she tried to be thoughtful and to remember the things she had been told to do, and tried to make the others remember too, for the old instinct of command was not dead. If she herself had started on the way of perfection, she meant to carry them all along with her. You must be good, Jojo, because mother is sad, she used to whisper to her noisy little brother, who was more inclined to listen now that there were no more tempers to be feared from Nanette. All she thought of was how to please the others, so of course there were no more tempers, no selfishness, because she no longer wanted to get her own way, but to make them happy, and above all else, to keep them good. And Jesus was ever near to her to help. Just two weeks after the death of her father, Anne attended a solemn Mass with her aunt and grandmother. Her aunt continued to pray a while after Mass, and concerned that they had stayed too long for the little girl, she said, Perhaps we have been a little too long. Do you want me to give you my rosary? Anne replied, Oh no, I'm speaking with the little Jesus in the tabernacle. Indeed, Anne was developing an unusual sense of the presence of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Her thoughts, even at such a young age, often turned to the Eucharist and the best ways she could make the heart of Jesus happy. Anne's mother enrolled her in catechism classes, at which she excelled, and she was ready to receive her first communion at the age of six. The local bishop, bishop disapproved when he saw such a young child being put forward, but he was persuaded when Anne's teachers and confessor told him that they were convinced of her preparedness. The bishop made arrangements with the superior of the local Jesuits to grill her rigorously, to see if in fact this was the case. When the superior saw her and saw how young she was, he said, Really, it is a rather absurd to present such a baby. As the interview went on, however, the priest became more and more impressed with Anne. He did not question her in any kind of order, but at random, at length, and with some complexity. It wasn't long before he was convinced that Anne was ready to receive the sacrament. One exchange in particular stands out. The priest asked Anne, What's your chief fault? Anne replied, pride and disobedience too. Her reply impressed the priest and he encouraged her in obedience. But then in a moment made for arguing the cause of a saint, he asked the child, when does Jesus obey? At mass, Anne answered. What words does he obey? The priest continued. He obeys the priest when he says, this is my body, this is my blood. Anne replied. After some time, the priest emerged from the interview with Anne and said, I wish you and I were as well prepared to receive our Lord as this little girl is. On the day of her first communion, Anne wrote a little note and placed it on the altar. It read, My Jesus, I love you, and to please you, I resolve to obey you always. And she meant it. And this concludes our excerpt for today. <clears throat> so, isn't it absolutely amazing how events in our lives <clears throat> bring about that transformation that God desires for us so that we can become more of the saints that he created us to be. And in this instance, we can see how us being obedient 
to God's will in our lives, to his call to holiness, actually is how it impacts others. So just like Anne encouraging her brothers and sisters or commanding them to be good, uh, the fact is, is that when we each are good, when we give good witness, when we are those models that are pursuing Jesus with all of our hearts, although imperfectly, as Anne herself said, her chief sin was pride and disobedience, the fact is, is that we still are witnessing to the power of God's love in our lives, particularly the power of how Jesus can transform us if we say yes. Again, we need to reflect upon how is it that we are coming closer to Jesus. Our resolution for today, I would ask you to go ahead and consider Anne's story and then reflect about about your own life as to where you see a singular or a couple of turning moments in your own life. Reflect upon those and see and reflect whether or not you are still remaining faithful to those turning points or if you need to recommit. So often we'll have that conversion of heart, we'll have that turning point, but then although for a while we'll be faithful, then we get lax, then we get a little <clears throat> farther away from it and we begin to doubt. So your resolution for today is to reaffirm that encounter or encounters that you have had with our Lord along the way and to recommit to following him and giving good witness to others along this journey. Know my continued prayers for each of you. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this special episode of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it. And if you think of someone who could benefit, please make sure to share this podcast with them. In the interim, know of my continued prayers for each of you that you may be given whatever graces you need so that you can do whatever it takes. So together we can tell the master of death, not today. God bless.